everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising in the local area, and it's also a great place for entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs that are just looking to learn more about the option of franchising when they're looking at small business ownership. On today's episode, we're going to talk about one of the big advantages of researching franchise opportunities. You get a lot of data and information, data and information, including financials, as you're going through the due diligence process and researching franchise opportunities. What you do with that data, of course, becomes the key. It can be a blessing to have that information, but it can also be a real challenge. So what we're doing here is walking through a really unique and valuable tool that allows you to see and utilize that financial data to build a really strong forecast for what your business is going to look like. We all know that it's crucially important that you're able to plug in the numbers for your business so that you can understand, for your prospective business, I should say, so that you can understand what the earning potential looks like. So we've got resources and tools out there that we can use for that, needless to say, and we're going to tie some of those pieces together. Our guest today is the founder of a really slick tool called Projection Smart, Roger Sherping. Roger, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. We appreciate you being here because you're going to help us make some real sense and simplification of something that can be a real challenge for folks. And and frankly, even folks who have some financial background, it can be a bit overwhelming or just a bit cumbersome to plug all this data together once you're starting to get the numbers on franchise opportunities. And of course, that's the world that you've lived in, right? Yes, it ha- it is. And I know what you mean. People get people who are really not numbers people can get very overwhelmed by a balance sheet or a spreadsheet or P&L. And it, it, I always knew there'd be a better way to help the, those people. And you know this, you know about how it can overwhelm people because of your background as a CPA, right. correct? Yes, I'm, I'm a CPA and I started out as a controller and CFO at small companies. And I would always try to teach my peers. I'd say, here, let me show you the numbers. Let me show you what I'm talking about. And they would all go, oh, no, don't show me the numbers. <laughs> I'll, I'll never understand them. And I'd say, no, you, can, you know what receivables are, right? And inventory? Well, then you can, you can understand this. And so I know it's possible. So we, I, there just had to be a tool to help these people. And you created that tool. Yes, that's Projection Smart written for the non-financial person. It's really written for the person who doesn't really understand this. And it just asks a series of business questions. It really helps, you, you know, you said, get a handle on all the numbers. What it really does is help you take this idea that you have in your mind for this business and bring it down to the level of actually putting numbers on paper. And it helps you do that from idea to detailed numbers. I love it. And, and we're going to walk through a tutorial on the screen so all of our listeners can see exactly what that looks like. Before we go there, though, I also want to talk about, you know, kind of the genesis behind building this. You, as you said, you, you always knew there could be a better tool to do this. 
And if I recall correctly, the, the origin story, so to speak, of Projection Smart was the combination of your accounting background and the skill set of your son, right, in software? That's exactly right. So I, I had been toying with this idea for a long time. I said, there's got to be a way to help non-financial people. And I, I had toyed with this, this spreadsheet. And uh -huh. it was I had gotten it so it was pretty simple. And I showed it to my son, who at the time was a computer engineering student. At the University of Michigan. What and, a fantastic school. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I showed it to him and he looked at it and he goes, well, I could do that. So that's how we started the company. I, I just want to go back. I just learned something new real quick. That's how we do these podcasts. Yeah. You're in Ohio. I'm in Minnesota. Oh, you're in Minnesota. Dang it. All right. Well, so we had the common. That's actually better, right? Because I was about to draw a parallel between Ohio State and Michigan. So uh, we had, oh, yeah. we had a gold. Do <laughs> you don't do that. We had a golden gopher and a wolverine collaborate. And out of that came the birth of Projection Smart, right? There you go. There Fantastic. You go. All right. Let me get past all that stuff. Let's set the table a little bit. I'm going to take a minute to talk about if you're researching franchise opportunities, when is the right time and, and where does the value come in? And then I'm going to let you go crazy with showing folks just how simple this is, okay? Sure. So to set the table, somebody's researching a franchise opportunity or multiple franchise opportunities. After you've had a couple of conversations with the franchisor, with the home office, and they realize that you're a legitimate uh, candidate, one of the things they're going to do, because it's a requirement from the Federal Trade Commission, is they're going to send you the FDD the franchise disclosure document. In that franchise disclosure document is a whole lot of really good data on the costs and potential revenues of that particular opportunity. So the Federal Trade Commission requires that every franchisor discloses the at least the expense information and updates that each year, the expenses that you're going to see as an operator of that franchise system. And these are the real actual expenses of other franchisees who are already operating or other company-owned locations that are operating within that franchise organization. Many, if not most, franchise organizations are also disclosing data about revenues, average, median revenues, stratified by quartiles and whatnot. So when you get that franchise disclosure document, in the, in the early part of it, in the beginning sections, which is required to be written in plain English, you're going to have an item seven, which is the average expenses and a range of those expenses because operating a business in different parts of the country can be different cost variables. And then in most cases, you're going to have, in addition to that item seven of costs, you're going to have an item 19, which is the average revenues or median revenues or both uh, across their organization. So you've got this tre treasure trove of data that it, Typically, you don't have that kind of information when you're researching other business opportunities. Um, and now it's a matter of putting that to good use. And so when you're putting that to good use, you're going to notice that you can also start drawing information out of your validation with local franchise owners. So at a certain point, after you and that franchisor have been dating and dating and having conversations, interviewing each other, they're going to want you to talk to some of their local franchise owners. That's the validation step. And one of the reasons they want you to talk to those local franchise owners is 
the Federal Trade Commission laws, FTC laws, limit what franchisors can say about things like earnings. They can't make representations or guarantees. The local franchise owners, they're not a party to the potential franchise agreement between you and the franchise organization, so the local franchisees can speak more freely about those things. So, for example, if that franchisor chooses not to disclose average or median revenues in that item 19, you can start drawing that information from the local franchisees. In any event, once you've gathered that information from the disclosure document and your conversations with the franchisor and the franchisee, now it's time to bring in some of the third-party resources and tools. If you have a relationship with somebody who is in a financial advising capacity, uh, CPA, accountant, financial advisor, this is when you're going to bring them into the fold. And this is when you're going to bring a tool like Projection Smart into the fold because now you've got the input data that you need. And guess what? You don't have to build the perfect pro forma or the perfect Excel spreadsheet if you choose to go the route of a Projection Smart. That's where Roger comes in. So candidates for businesses are coming to him saying, I need a good tool. And you're right, Roger, it might be somebody who has extensive experience with numbers like yourself, but more often it's somebody who says, this is the step that kind of makes me uncomfortable, even intimidates me. Those are the conversations I've had with my clients. I'm, I feel really awkward about how do I make this happen? And I have friends in finance who build these spreadsheets and are proud of them. That is not something that I look forward to doing. In fact, I'm losing sleep over it. And that's where you come in, right? Right, right. So, yeah, I've even heard of people who start a business, they just bypass this part. I'm outside of the franchise world. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll just start a business and kind of cross their fingers and hope it all works out Oof. because they're intimidated by all this. So the idea is to give anybody a tool to use for this. Yeah. And I'll add one thing because you brought up an important point there. If you're getting a loan from any money, certainly right. from any bank or lender, to start a business, you're going to have to have these financials that are produced by Projection Smart. You need to go through those steps. If you're researching a franchise, any quality franchisor is going to expect that you're working on that as well. But regardless, even if you're self-funding a business opportunity, a franchise opportunity, and even if the third party, the franchisor uh, who you're working with isn't requiring it, you really need to walk through these numbers and make sure that you can see how you're going to start making money at this business and when you're going to start making money at this business based upon your projections. So it's really important. It's crucial that you're going through a step like this. And the reason Roger created the software is lots of people get to that stage and the intimidation factor sets in. And even though they know it's important, you don't really want to go through all the detail of it. Well, right. Roger's going to show you how his software makes it really easy. And you might actually have a little bit of fun going through these steps. So yeah. this is where I need to turn this over to you and on the screen share, let folks see. You're going to do an example company here, right? ABC franchise or something? We are. We are. Right. We're going to we're going to take uh, a concept and reduce it to numbers and we're going to see if our our uh, franchise idea makes sense financially. Great. Well, go ahead. Let's see it. All right. Well, our website is projectionsmart.com. Mhm. Mm and I'll log in, and we're, we actually have two parts. We're going to concentrate on the startup 
financial model. Okay. But we also have a tool called the proof plan, which is the simplest way to create a business plan. Gotcha. It comes from uh, an experienced individual who has written thousands of plans. And he said, you know what? I would write this thick business plan and they would always ask me the same 21 questions. So he said, <laughs> I just created a business plan that answers the 21 questions and he calls it the proof plan. So we won't have time for that, but know that that's part of the projection smart package. Gotcha. Seems like a logical place to start. All right. So startup. I, I like threes. I like to keep things simple and I like threes. So we have three parts. So first we're going to do what we're selling, what our overhead is and what our startup costs are. Okay. So when we get those three done, we'll have it finished, but we're going to start by figuring out what it is you intend to sell. Right. So this is what I said a minute ago that we have this, I have this idea for a business and it's kind of in, up in the air. Well, I'm going to take you down. We're going to go all the way down to the numbers. So first thing I'm going to ask you is, well, what are you going to sell? All right. So mm -hmm. well, actually what month are you going to start? Well, I plan to launch this in January. That's, that's my target. Okay. All right. So what am I going to sell? So what is my product or service? How much am I going to sell it for? How much profit do I make on each one? So I'm going to sell widgets. That's my business. And I sell my widgets for $100. And I make a profit of 30 on my widgets. Okay, so that's the first thing. I'm going to assume there's only one product for now. So one product, sell, sell my widgets for $100 each. Gotcha. All right, the next step. Okay, let's the next step in making this real is how many of them are you going to sell? All right, per month. Right. So let's say I'm well, I'm gonna start slowly. I'm gonna sell 10 and then 15, you know, and then 20. And then maybe I get up to 30 and I do that for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Oops. And I keep going. And after the next quarter, I'm selling 50 a month or whatever. I, this is okay. You might ask, well, where am I getting these numbers from? Well, you're making your best guess because we don't know what the answer is. Mm -hmm. So we're just putting our best guess in. And, and if, if our listener is researching a franchise opportunity, you've got an advantage there because there this go. is data that you've gathered from the franchisor and franchisee. So the disclosure document and conversations you're having with franchisees. So you got a pretty good idea of, hey, if I can be as good as those folks that I've talked to who are already doing this same mm -hmm. business, this is, this is probably a reliable trajectory. Okay, perfect. So yes, that would be a great advantage. So that's, that's what I think I'm going to do in year one. So I'll hit save and continue. And we do this for two years because a business sh pretty much should be cash flowing within the first two years. If uh -huh. you can't, you might want to take a closer look at your assumptions or another, another business idea. So year two, it just copied the data over. But I ended last year at 50, so I'll pick up again at 50, and then at some point it'll go up. But let's just put it at 50. And Getting better that's at selling your widgets. Yep, selling 50 widgets a month, and you know maybe it goes up here, right? This is based on the research I did. This is what I think I'll be selling. Got it. And there we go. So I hit save and continue. And we have actually completed step one now. We know what it is that we're selling, how much, oops, did I miss the button? Um, we know what we're selling, how much we're selling it for, and how many we're going to sell. Mm -hmm. So let's 
Let's move on to overhead. Now we need to know what your monthly overhead expenses will be. Overhead is the money that you have to pay just to run the business, keep the doors open. Mm -hmm. It's the, uh, the fixed costs, it's your salary, it's the rent on the office, the telephone bill, whatever marketing you spend. These are the expenses you have to pay. Even if you don't sell anything, you have to pay these. And this is what people are going to glean from that item seven of the franchise exactly. disclosure document. Right. And I always encourage people, we, okay, we have these words here on the side. You can change them. Okay. But we put owner's wages first because I always say you got to pay yourself first. You got to put some money in for yourself. Mm-hmm. And set the habit, speech. right? Even though you're not replacing your former income yet, you got to set right. the habit of a little bit. For a little bit at least so that you're, you're seeing some return. We have this feature where if you enter the same number twice, it'll copy it across for you just to make the data entry easier. That's nice. And let's, let's say maybe I intend to spend $100 a month on marketing. So we fill that in. Now we have a couple of unique features in here for franchisees. And that is there are some expenses that you're going to have that are going to be a percentage of your sales. Mm-hmm. So a franchise royalty fee. What would be a reasonable fee for our fictitious franchise here? Uh, like a 5%, 5%. Right 5%. Okay. So there, it just put in an ex- automatic expense for us for 5% of sales to go to the franchisor. And maybe our sales all go by credit card and we have to pay 2% on that as well. So it fills that in for us. Okay. So that's our year one. And then likewise with the sales, we also have to do year two and it'll copy the numbers over for us. And here we go. So copy the numbers over. Let's say just for sake of argument that we're going to leave it just the way it is. I'll hit save and continue. And we're now two thirds of the way through. We have uh, our second item, uh, second item checked off for overhead. So we move on now to startup costs. So these are some things that you, again, taking this idea from up in the sky to down in numbers, we have to start thinking about what it's going to take to start this business and how it will operate. Right. So, for, so do, how, how quickly do your customers pay you? Do you get paid immediately like an online sale or do you bill them and you get paid 30 days later? I'm going to say this business gets paid in 30 days. So they bill their customers. Okay. How much inventory does do you intend to carry for this business? And the computer did a little math for you and said, it looks like you need about 2,500. So let's say that. Okay. And then how quickly do you pay your suppliers? So let's say we get 15 days to pay our suppliers. All right. Next thing is startup costs. We have to figure out what money we need to spend before we get the business going. This is just before we can even open the doors. So let's say we need to buy some inventory. As you're doing Uh, that, Roger, I'll add that this is uh, information that also comes out of item seven of the franchise disclosure document. Nice. Okay. So let's say I need some equipment to get it open. I don't need to improve the building, but of course I have to pay a lawyer. So there's something there. And then again, since this is, uh, tailored toward the franchise model, we have a franchise fee. So what would a, what would be reasonable to put in for a franchise fee? Well, let's say 40,000. 40,000. Okay. There we go. So we go to the bottom and we see that we've got almost $50,000 in startup costs in here. Mm-hmm. 
So that's how much it's going to take to get the business started. Now, where's the money going to come from to get the business going? So how much money do you plan to put into the business? How much cash do you plan to invest? Mm -hmm. How much will others invest? How much will you put in as a loan? And then over here, how much money will the business borrow? So let's say I'm going to intentionally make this not work so you can see what happens. I'll okay. say, well, I'll put in, I'll put in $50,000 and that's it. All right. So I hit save and continue. And you've actually, when I, as soon as I hit this, you've done all the inputs. You have said what I'm selling, what my overhead costs are and what my startup and financing are. So then the computer can do some math and say, well, here's what you put in. You have that almost 50,000 to start up the business. And then it's since you started in uh, January, the first, so for the first nine months, you're running a negative cash flow. Because right. it takes a business a time to get a positive cash flow. So right. that's not surprising. Yeah. So nine months, that's not bad. So you also have to cover that. So you really need $54,000 to really start this business and have it succeed. But remember, I only put in 50. So right. it says, well, you have a deficit here, so you can't even continue. I won't let you continue until you fix this. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah, because I, I think people forget about this, right? They forget that, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a negative cash flow for a few months. So this does all that math for you. So now, okay, that's all right. Now we can sit here and we can go, okay, what changes can I make? Well, I could go back and make any changes I wanted in here. I could, um, I could go back and say, well, maybe the sales, maybe I was a little conservative on the sales. Maybe I'll do a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I can cut back on, on some of the overhead. You know, maybe I don't need to take a salary for the first six months, something like that. Or I could say, well, I could cut back on the startup costs, reduce this number a little bit. So there are many different ways you could do it. Whatever works for you. This is completely interactive and you can make whatever changes make sense. I'm just going to go to the financing okay. and I'll just, I'll just put in another 5,000 and say, okay, I came up with another 5,000 save and continue. Mm -hmm. And now it says, okay, you have a positive number so you can continue. So you've taken this idea from up in the clouds and you've, I haven't asked you one accounting question yet, have I? All I've done is ask you about your business. This what is completely painless so far, which is virtually unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're going to like what follows even more because I'm going to show you the results now, but entrepreneurs all told me, don't show me a bunch of reports, show me graphs because I understand graphs. So I said, okay, we can do that. So I came up with these seven graphs. These first two deal with cash. The next two, three deal with receivables, inventory, and payables. And the last growth graph, your sales and your net income. So let's go through and see what they say. This is your cash balance from the day you open as you go through the first 12 months. And this is the monthly cash flow. So here's a negative month, negative month, negative month. Okay, here's where we turn positive. And then we have positive cash flow months. These three are called out because they're the biggest cash flow drivers, receivables, inventory, and payables. We want to see how those are doing. Right. And then this is what you put in for your budget. This is what your sales are going to do. And this is what your net income is going to do. And we can also look at year two and see what year two looks like. 
Now we may look at this and say, well, okay, some things I like about this, I don't like that I'm not making any money here. So mm -hmm. let's look at the, we can look at the numbers behind it. So let's go here. Let's look at the budget. There we are. This is what you put in, what I'm selling, what my costs and what my overhead are. And this is what it's giving you as a result. This is the stuff that your prospective lender, your financial advisor, your accountant is really going to like, right? Yes. First I, of all, I, it makes you look really intelligent, really plugged in. Yes. I, I, I got a couple stories there on that, to that point. Um, I, ha I had a banker tell me once about an entrepreneur who came to him to request money for a loan. And the, uh, the, the, bank, the entrepreneur handed the banker a report to review and the banker's going through it and starting to ask questions. And the entrepreneur goes, you know what? I don't really understand these numbers. Somebody did them for me, so I don't really understand them. The banker handed the report back and said, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Whereas with this program, you created these reports. You went through, you, and you made all the assumptions you did all the uh, decision-making. So you hand the banker this, which is your income statement, your balance sheet, and your cash flow, and you answer a few intelligent questions, he'll fall out of his chair. Well, and it seems to me if you're having that comment, let's say you're in your banker's office, right? And uh, you've got your tablet or your desktop with you, or not your desktop, right. your laptop. Wow, I just yeah. went back 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you've got your device with you, and, and the banker says, well, what if it, what if it doesn't go as well as you're projecting in the beginning of the second year? Right. Right in front of their eyes, you can make the adjustment, right? Right. Fantastic. It's completely interactive. It's powerful stuff, Roger. Well, it's, it, it's a, we've done all the work. You mentioned people with spreadsheets, right? You go yeah. to your, your friend who, with, who's uh, good with numbers and he builds you a spreadsheet. We've taken that out. This is your spreadsheet. You don't need a spreadsheet. We've done all the work for yeah. you. Okay, so here's the big question, right? And sure. To, put, to have somebody put all this together for you, you know, let's say it's a CPA. I mean, you guys don't work for free. Uh, you work mm -hmm. on an hourly basis. And if you're good, you work on an hourly basis that's not 50 bucks an hour. So right. building all this stuff out would be a lot of hours of work. Mm -hmm. Are we talking about, I mean, is there a substantial investment for this software? I've charged people over $2,000 before I had projection smart two to $3,000 to do a simple projection easily. Okay. And what's the investment for projection smart? $9.99 per month. For the rest of your life? Yes. Yeah, $9.99 <laughs> per month. As long as you want, as long as you need it. Okay, so I thought I was going to ask a really insightful question there. I didn't realize I was giving you a softball. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that's a pretty darn good deal. Yes. Okay. Remind me, how do people get a hold of you? Just go to uh, projectionsmart.com. Here's our website. And if you want to reach me personally, it's just roger at projectionsmart.com. And I'll get back to you right away. Sounds good. Um, one more thing real quick. I know we're going to have to wrap up here pretty quick. But if we go back to having that conversation um, with, uh, well, with anybody, right, um, with your financial advisor, with your, with your banker, maybe in this context, even, you know, with the franchisor, 
because oftentimes they'll have you present on, you know, how, how show me that you've proven to yourself that uh, this is going to be a profitable venture for you. Mm-hmm. Could we go back in real quick to this widget company and, and see that, sure. see that toggling again real quick. So we're looking at the graphs and, and the question mm-hmm. does come up from the person that you're having the conversation with about what, in this case, let's use the negative. I don't like the way this is looking. Show me what it's going to look like if you produce 25% more in the second sure. year. Sure. So we can go back to the sales tab. Mm-hmm. And under the second year, we can just change all these. So 20% more would be 60 here. Um, like this. Yeah. It's as simple as this. And 20% more will go 70 here then. And where that might come up in conversation, as you're researching a franchise opportunity, you're learning as you go, right? So if you're wise, you're already using this tool and putting data in. And then you have conversations with five more franchise owners in different markets. And you start to see trends shifting. Uh, you start right. to see that, you know, actually expenses can be lower or it's safe to have a less conservative projection on sales. And you mm-hmm. go back in and make these adjustments, right? Right. In fact, this might be more to your point. We have versions. So you might have version one has my expected um, outcome. Okay. Version two might be like my aggressive outcome if things go better than I thought. And version three might be, well, what if it doesn't go quite as well as I thought? So you can actually analyze three different versions. Okay. Yeah. So the, it, I mean, it can be the good, better, best, right? Right. The, high, the highly conservative, what you think is realistic. And, you know, here's my, if all the stars line up, align, this is how I'm going to right. be the top performer. This is how I'm going to be the rookie of the year in the franchise system. Exactly. Okay. Fantastic. Anything else as far as features that you're commonly seeing customers use that we should talk about before we wrap up here? Well, I will mention that we have managed companies. So you can have more than one uh, company on, on the program. Mm-hmm. So you can jump between uh, different companies. I think I have several. So yeah, so you can have multiple companies um, that you can jump between. Um, that might be helpful for someone who is a who is a trusted advisor, who is a, a consultant who works with multiple people. They might have multiple clients on here. Gotcha. To that point, any interaction uh, or um, ability to synchronize with other accounting tools like a QuickBooks? Um, we do not have that. We have another version of our program called Growth, which is for now after you launch your business, I should, thanks for the opportunity here. So once you launch your business, you say, yes, I'm going for it. I get all signed up. Now you have an actual business. Then we have a tool called Growth, which is, I want, I like this so much. I got so much benefit from this that I want to do this every month. I want to always be looking ahead and see where I'm going and right. and know if there's a problem coming. Well, that's what our growth tool does. It, it gives you a 12 month look ahead. So you're always looking ahead for problems. Forecasting. Yeah. Forecasting. Yes. This is a, yes, this is a start from scratch startup projection. And then we have Ongoing forecasting. So all of a sudden you've got your customers doing CFO level stuff uh, without going through all the classes. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I have, I have people who own franchises and I watch them the first or second of the month. They're in here updating their numbers so mm-hmm. they know where they're at for the next 12 months. That's encouraging to see. Yes. 
It's a powerful tool. I really appreciate this overview. Uh, one more time, anything else, any other components uh, that you're seeing folks commonly use that we should talk about before we wrap it up? No, I think that about covers it. Great. Well, Roger, again, so folks want to take a closer look at this, get a tutorial, have a conversation with you. Easiest thing is projectionsmart.com, right? Right. Right. Okay. $9.99 a month. That's correct. Gotcha. And you don't need to wa- uh, wave a, a Minnesota Gophers flag <laughs> in order to purchase this. Okay. Gotcha. No, no, we're, we're, uh, we're completely open on that. Well, Roger, thank you again very much for this tutorial, tutorial, the overview, and just some feedback on how to simplify what can be a really challenging step for anybody researching any business opportunity. Perfect. I enjoyed it. And again, you know how to get a hold of Roger. If you have any questions about this episode or anything related to it, of course, you can always scan the QR code that's on the screen there. Get in touch with us, and we'll be happy to provide you the contact information and the details that you need. And speaking of contacts, don't keep us a secret at the Heartland Franchise Guy. Remember to subscribe, follow, and share on YouTube and all of the common popular platforms where we run our podcast. I want to thank all of you again for joining our episode. Thank Roger Sherping again, the founder of Projection Smart, for joining us. And we will see all of you again very soon on an episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide. Ahura Media Production.